0: Welcome, welcome, welcome in. After a long absence, finally another new edition of 10,000 Pitches, a podcast devoted to everything Minnesota soccer and beyond. What's up? Jeremy Rushing here with you for episode 31. Thank you so much for tuning back in after the holiday break. We took some time off for Christmas and New Year's just to kind of reset and uh, recharge. And we are back at it. And the first episode of 2021, uh, I cannot be more excited to bring to you because we'll be talking to in just a few minutes, Karen F.A., executive director and founder, Kyle Johnson, along with men's national team goalkeeper, Napoleon, and women's national squad uh, player, Lele. And just a great conversation about everything Karen F.A. is all about, kind of some background on the Karen communities uh, here in the U.S. and sort of their goals moving forward as they navigate the pandemic and move on into 2021. So very, very excited uh, for you to hear my conversation with Kyle, Napoleon and Lele on everything going on with Karen F.A. If you want to listen to my recent interviews, had some good ones to end 2020, Joy of the People co-founder Ted Creighton talked to him about, you know, what Joy of the People is all about, but also the newest NPSL North Club, Joy Athletic Club. Uh, so that was a great interview with Ted, kind of covering all those bases. Uh, Talked to new Ford Madison head coach and, of course, former Minnesota United head coach, Carl Craig. And then we had Minneapolis City's co founder, Dan Hudeman, on the show back in December as well to kind of go in depth in their year in review. So if you want to go back and check out those episodes and more, please do so. Also, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the pod so you know when we're going to drop a new episode. We're going to be. We're going to be a little more, we're going to try, I guess, I should say, to be a little more consistent with when we drop episodes in 2021. The goal will be every Friday. Every Friday morning, you should have a new 10K episode in your feed. So, Hopefully we can, we can stand true to that and, and be a little more consistent with when we're dropping the pod, but subscribe so you get notified when we do drop every new episode. Um, also leave us a rating and review if you haven't yet either specifically on Apple Podcasts, but if you listen on Spotify as well, you can leave us a rating and review there. Uh, the amount of ratings and reviews we get, honestly, is, is I say this every week, so you're probably tired of hearing me say it, but it is very, very important um, and makes a huge difference in terms of where we are placed and how many people actually see Ten thousand pitches when they're scrolling through, you know, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever they get their podcast. So please leave us a rating and review if you have not already. Before we get to my interview with Corinne Fa, though, uh, did want to talk a little bit about the twenty twenty one lower league E Cup. This begins Tuesday, um, and this is this is exciting. The twenty twenty version back in the summer gave us a much needed escape from the harsh realities of the pandemic and uh, and everything else that's going on, and it was very entertaining as well. So I'm very excited to see what Joe Meyer has in store for us for 2021. Again, begins this Tuesday. Uh, features Bateau FC in multiple divisions. Hayward United FC in Wisconsin. Hayward United two. Dynamo FC St. Cloud. It will be featured in multiple divisions. Our good friends Spam FC and Valora FC will be featured. Minneapolis City, of course, will have a team as well. Or we'll have a, a representative as well. Uh, Forward Madison will be involved in this year's Lower League E-Cup and then speaking of forward madison their supporters group labaris 608 will have a squad as well so um a lot of local flavor in the uh, lower league e cup again begins tuesday uh twitch uh lower league e cups twitch channel so follow lower league e cup at lower league e cup on twitter and you can get all the uh, information on on when and how you can watch the 2021 lower league e-cup i will be glued to my computer screen my fiance is going to hate me we're moving next week so we're going to be packing and, and all this stuff we're not moving out of the area we're moving just moving to cottage grove so uh don't don't freak out but uh yeah so she'll be wanting to pack and stuff and i'll just be wanting to watch other people play fifa uh and she wouldn't understand it but that's okay um so very very excited again lower league e-cup beginning tuesday um speaking of forward madison though they have a cow literally have a cow and you can name the cow or, or provide your submission on what you think the name should be right now on their Twitter forward MSNFC on Twitter. Um, right now, the, the name is baby Bessie and they're saying it's Leonella Bessie's daughter. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they, uh, they have a cow and they will uh, they will, have a name for the cow soon, and if you're a fan of Ford Madison FC, you can submit uh, what you think the name should be, and they will draw one. And uh, I guess the winning entry will also receive a F- FMFC prize pack as well. So again, submit your suggestion at fordmadisonfc.com, or just again follow them on Twitter, and you'll see the uh, the cow right there, front and center. Uh, leave it up to Ford Madison to get a cow, right? I mean, that's that's a very forward Madison thing of them to do. So very interesting to see. Uh, see how they integrate the cow into 2021 and uh, you know, maybe, maybe we'll see the cow lead the team onto the fields there uh, during the USL season. We'll see. Uh, But, That's in the future. Right now, let's get to my interview with Karen Football Association Executive Director and Founder Kyle Johnson, along with men's and women's national team players, respectively Napoleon and Lele. All right, time now to welcome in a few members of the Karen Football Association. We have Executive Director and Founder Kyle Johnson, men's goalkeeper Napoleon, and Lele from the women's squad. How's everybody doing tonight?
1: Fantastic. Great! great. Doing great. Thank you so much for having us. Of course. Yes, thank you of course. so much.
0: Absolutely, I, I'm very happy and excited to have you guys on. Um, to be quite honest, heading into this week, kind of doing research on on what the, what the current football association is all about. Um, I I've learned a lot. I didn't know much honestly before, before heading into this week. So it's been kind of an education for me. And I hope that this, uh, this interview sort of works as the same, uh, for anybody listening who, who may have heard of you guys, but not, you know, isn't quite sure the ins and outs and the details. So, um, First off, I want to touch to Napoleon and Layla a little bit about your, your soccer background. So, Napoleon, if you want to go first, I'll just go, quickly go over your background in soccer and how you got involved with Current F.A.
2: Yeah, so um, I started playing organized soccer around the age of 13 uh, with a club called St. Paul United here uh, in St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, it was a step, a step in the door because – before that i i didn't have any idea of organized soccer i was just playing pickup here and there as a kid and then uh i was randomly picked out by a coach that was coaching the team and just asked hey you know would you like to come play soccer and i was like hey stranger danger at first but (laughs) uh and then after that i was like hey he was like a couple of your friends and buddies are on the team you know and uh after talking to some of my friends that were actually on the team i I decided to join, and then, uh, you know, from there on I went to go play with the St. Paul Blackhawks. Um, played with the Minnesota Thunder Academy for a year, and then um, in high school played varsity for two and a half years, mm-hmm. and then went to go play college in Century College for two years, and then uh, after that, I played um, some semi-pro here and there, um, and then now with a little bit of limited time due to me having a son. I just try to focus on just, you know, a KFA and um, just small soccer because I, I can't commit to a full-time semi-pro schedule. So, mm-hmm.
0: and, and what is, has what is Karen FA kind of provided you in that regard? Is it kind of the perfect organization for that sort of thing? You know, it gives you time to to play the game you love, but also gives you enough time to, you know, spend with your family?
2: Yeah, so it's, a, it's an outlet for – it's an outlet for the voiceless people of my country and my mm-hmm. ethnicity pretty much, because when you're born or if you're raised in this country, the, the, the only thing you look up to is to play for the United States, which is not a bad feature, obviously, but mm-hmm. um, you, you know, you want to get to that level. Um, but then again, you know, the chances of that are, you know, not too high. Mm-hmm. And so then you have to figure out a way, how can you still represent your country? How, how can you still represent your people? You know, even though you may not be, become a professional, you know, how, how is it that you can put, you know, your people on your back and say, this is where I'm from, these are my people, and this is of my, you know, this is where my blood runs through. And so KFA, you know, give us, gives, gives us an outlet um, to go ahead and show showcase our our talents and, you know, educate the community of our people on a bigger platform than just you know playing pickup here and there and asking them asking you where you're from you know now you're on a national stage uh playing for people that you never met um but then they they come from the same background as you and so then you know it, it gives you pride and so um that's that's something mm-hmm. that I, I I really appreciate and um you know I, I never take for granted
0: Lele, I want to ask you about your soccer background, but also wants to, uh, play off of something that Napoleon just, just mentioned growing up, you know, was there any or a, a lot of, uh, Karen representation? Like, did you have any people of, of your, of your heritage and your descent to, to look up to in terms of soccer?
3: Um, in terms of soccer, I like. Soccer was very community-based. Of course, like, we would watch, like, the World Cup and, like, uh, you know, Premier Leagues and stuff. And, of course, there's no, like, uh, pro Korean like, soccer mm. player yet. And so um, to go off of that, like, a lot of the inspiration came from, like, um, the soccer community within the current community. And um, in the beginning, it was majority males who played. And um, there was a whole, there, there was like self-organized teams and the current community would hold like soccer tournaments throughout the years and stuff. And it, it was like very big and popular. And there wasn't, for me, there wasn't like um, women, um, I guess the girls began to play later on. And that's how i got um i got involved and um i would say for me i got involved a little bit later um but yeah like i would say my soccer experience is pretty uh, informal i began in the korean community this community of girls who just wanted to play we've been watching like our brothers our fathers our uncles our cousins play for these tournaments and you know we wanted to create an opportunity for young girls and young women to play as well and um, it was a lot of like self-organizing that began and we had um, communities of girls from like different like um, housing areas who would form their teams and um, I guess that grew into like competing against um, Karen women and girls from like other states Um, and it's been like, it's getting, it's like, it's, it's very competitive as well. And um, yeah, I, I haven't played for like clubs or anything. I joined like, I play for like, inter, I play intramural, intramural soccer in college. Um, I had an opportunity to play collegiately, um, but I was too busy. And so, oh. yeah.
0: I think that's interesting. And I think that's also important what you just mentioned. I think in a lot of different walks of life, we look at the highest possible level for inspiration. You know, we look for the, the, you know, the LeBron James, you know, the celebrities, right. Yeah. That we often forget that there's inspiration in our, in our very own communities too, right? There's people to look up to within our own communities. And I think that's something that, that you mentioned. I think that's really, really important. I think that's something from that everybody can kind of take inspiration from is that, Hey, we can look to our neighbors. We can look to our cousins. We can look to our family. We can look to our, our own households for inspiration. And I think that's something that, that, that is very important. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. Um, If you don't mind me asking Lelia and Napoleon, how old are you guys? I'm 27.
3: I am 22.
0: Okay, um, so when you started growing up playing soccer, like you, like you both had mentioned, kind of in that community, um, over your time, have you seen has that community grown of Karen soccer players in your communities, or has it just become, I guess, a little more organized with the introduction of Karen FC or Karen FA? Excuse me.
2: Um. Well, I I started playing. Believe it or not, Lele's dad. Well, Lele and me are cousins. Um, Lele's dad is my uncle and uh, when I first started playing in the current community, I played with uh, my uncle, you know, Lele's dad first, and when we first started playing, there were maybe give or take maximum of eight teams in Minnesota Mm. now, any given day if you want to run a tournament on a random day in the summer, and you wanted to see how many Minnesota teams would sign up, you could easily get 20 and so Mm. And that's just Minnesota alone. You know, we're not even talking about other states that you know has current population there. But um, the 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 community for soccer has just grown. You know, exponentially for men and women. You know, women tournaments used to be two, three teams. Now you can have eight, maybe twelve teams, um, depending on where you know where or how big the tournament is. Um, but yeah, for for me, I've been playing since you know two thousand seven. And so for the last 13, 14 years that I've been playing, I've seen it come up from, you know, four to eight teams, all the way to having a 44, you know, almost 50 team tournament. And so uh, the community is really big now.
0: Lele, on the women's side, you know, when you started playing, did you envision it kind of growing specifically on the women's side to what it's grown to now?
3: Um, yes, yeah, so I feel like. You know, it's not linear. There's, you know, some dips sometimes because we have like players who uh, become mothers or like have become, um, like are, you know, busy with work and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I, a lot of the work, like, is like recruiting like younger women um, because it, we have like players who are getting older, players who have, who used to play are not playing anymore. And so um, it's kind of difficult to maintain, you know, that, like that growth. Um, But right now it's super big. We have like, um, KFA has like connected with people from like all the way from Australia. We have women soccer players from Australia. And um, I think that's
0: super big. Yeah, definitely. Sort of a worldwide kind of feel. Um, Kyle, let me bring you in here. Hope you're not falling asleep over there. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, Kyle, I love,
1: I love listening to those two.
0: I do. Uh, same here. Same here. Uh, Kyle Johnson, executive director of Karen FA. Um, so I want to talk about kind of how, how this whole, whole idea of Karen FA, uh, got started. So Karen FA, a national team organization composed of individuals from the Karen descent, uh, a little history lesson here, uh, much of whom inhabited Burma before the Burmese won independence in the late 1940s, forced the Karen people out. Um, are all KFA players direct descendants of those refugees then? Yes. Yes, they yeah. are. And, and so what was your inspiration or what was the inspiration, I guess, behind forming this official football association for the, the Karen people? And how did it get started? How did you get involved?
1: So uh, I really got involved and in, in, in started it. The, the organization started uh, about two years ago, but I was introduced to the Korean community um, about five years ago when I first started coaching at Como Park High School in St. Paul, which has a, a fairly large Korean population. And so mm-hmm. I, I was the girls coach there, uh, fortunate enough to, to coach players like Lele. Um, but really my inspiration for, for coaching there was that uh, so? My my son went to Como, and they had a very successful run. the The boys' team at Como went to five straight five straight state tournaments, and um, so I, as his father, was uh, able to go to those the the state banquets. And one thing that really stuck out to me at these state banquets was that on on the guy side. It was starting to become a bit a bit more diverse, right? Because you have places like Northfield and Austin, uh, Worthington, um, where a number of immigrant and refugee families are starting to move to because of jobs, and so that all you know, ultimately makes these teams a bit more diverse. But there wasn't the same diversity on the girls' side, and so I knew a number of the girls at Como Park High School who are just incredible athletes, and I. Felt they really deserved to be on that stage as well, and so that's how I got into coaching at Como. Um, by doing that, I got to know the the current community, you know, both both the guys and the girls, and it is one of the most amazing communities that that I have ever come across. The 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 people as a whole are so generous, so kind, um, very giving, and it inspired me um, to to start this organization. So through my coaching career, I I, I came across an organization um, called KNEFA, and that's the, excuse me, Confederation of Independent Football Associations. And learn more about them. Um, I had done some work with the Tibet Women's National Team uh, in the past, and and they were a part of and found that it was very intriguing, really liked their mission and, and thought that, you know, the Korean people deserve to have their own national team and those opportunities as well. And so I applied, you know, not really anticipating uh, here we are in Minnesota, right? And I, I, I didn't know if we were gonna get it or not, but then got a letter back, you know, saying that we had been accepted to this organization and was was really blown away. And I was super excited um, on, on a number of different levels, right? Because we, we have some, some pretty mi- big missions involved with the organization. Uh, you know, but w- one being, as, as we look at the, the scope of soccer uh, in the United States, the, the scope of youth sports in the United States, uh, and it's pay to play system, there's a lot of communities out there that have incredible athletes that have really no access to the system yeah and so what does that mean like there's there's a bigger picture involved with that because you know these young kids and adults that can't go play in a college showcase are not getting seen by college coaches yeah right? they, they're not having the opportunities to to go to college through sport like the ones that can afford to go to these college showcases And I know firsthand from working with a number of different athletes in different communities, especially in the current community, that there are athletes, both young men and women, that are incredible, incredible players and deserve to get scholarships or have the opportunity to get a scholarship um, at a college and then further their education and their career and their, their livelihood. And so, you know, that is, is one of the biggest parts of, of KFA is the giving, giving these athletes a platform to um, pursue soccer and, and, and take it to somewhere like college where, where they can thrive. And, you know, I really love the fact that you guys touched on the, the role model aspect of things, because that's a big, big thing in, in who we are as an organization you know, when, when you look at, again, the scope of things uh, to, to, just to go back to what Napoleon was saying, you know, um, coming here and, and, idolizing players on the national team, you're looking at the U S national team. Well, on both the women's and men's U S national team, you have very, very little Asian representation, right. And, and you certainly don't have any Korean representation. Yep. So it's, it's very hard to see yourself aspire to be something yep. if, if that representation isn't there. That's not just in sports, that's in business, that's in life, right? Every walk of life, yep. Every walk of life, absolutely. And so now instantly by forming the current national teams, we have created role models on both the women's and men's side that young kids can look up to and aspire to be right? And, and I think that is hugely important in, in, in our mission, in, in what we're doing, and it's what we really try to drive home. You know, it's, athletics is great, um, but character as well, right, is, is, is a big thing too, in terms of um, being role models and stuff and, and, and building these generations to come. The other aspect of KFA is, you know, we've, we've really, have really gone full on with using sport to promote gender equity um me coaching the girls team for the past you know four or five years and being involved with the girls um really has given me the drive to to champion young women and and to put them um or, or or showcase their talents give them a platform to showcase their talents right and so we're, we're looking at this in a, in kind of a different light and a different approach because um, it's that same role model approach mm-hmm. because we're taking, we're looking at gender equity and saying, okay, truthfully, it, it's not the girls or the women that have to change, right? In society, it's the men that need to change. And we're taking that role model mentality and working with our athletes and, and saying, okay, we need to do better as young men and and be positive role models, mm-hmm. treat women, right? Right. Talk about women, right. And now by doing that with these athletes, okay. These athletes are, some have their own children right, right now. Some are going to be starting their own families, you know, soon enough. And, and we're hoping that they raise their sons and daughters, right. With, with the right mentality of things. Yeah. So we, you go back to the role model aspect of things, and you have four, five, six, seven-year-olds looking up to these young men. And if our national team members are doing the right things and saying the right things regarding gender equity, now these boys that idolize these these men are hopefully going to be doing the same thing. So we look at it as, you know, really an opportunity to make generational change towards gender equity. And, and, And think that, by using sport to do so um we 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 put ourselves in a really unique situation to make that positive change
0: napoleon and lele i want to play off something that uh, that kyle had mentioned the role model aspect you you both had kind of grown up mentioned that you found role models in your own community with uh with with just kind of your neighbors and and your families um with you guys now sort of being those role models and being part of the, the you know, current FA uh, kind of role model system, uh, are you guys kind of seeing that, seeing that play the other way around? Or are you seeing the, the younger generation uh, of, of the, you know, of your community sort of looking up to you guys and, and getting into the game earlier? Um, Napoleon, I guess I'll start with you. What, what have you seen in terms of that regard?
2: Yeah. So for myself and I don't want to, I don't want to hype myself up or anything like that, but
0: go ahead. I, hype away. I didn't, hype away, man. I
2: didn't, I didn't realize the social impact I had. Um, and, and, you know, I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. Kyle had to open my eyes and say, Hey, you know, you got to tone it down a little bit on what you do on social media, these kids, you know, or these people that you see, they, they, they look up to you, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know I, I didn't really think about it like that I was just like hey you know like me when I vent I like to vent out yep. so people know what I'm feeling and you know they, they they understand where I come from because I I I like to I like to get people to understand like this is where I come from and you know if you don't like it oh well you know and if you do then yep. yeah then you know so when Kyle mentioned like hey you know Napoleon you fall back a little bit I ever since that day I've toned down on my like, and you know i'm a dad now so like mm-hmm. i i i try to i try to think like hey you know what if my son saw what i put up you know or, or what i say and so in the aspect of that role model um the aspect of that um you know i i try to preach positivity mm-hmm. um you know and, and you know obviously we can't be positive every day but i try to you know yeah. and so i i see kids all the time come up at tournaments. At games, asking for pictures, um, you know, <laughs> saying they want to be like me, um, things like that, and you know, to 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 be completely honest, like I said, I don't want to hype myself up, but you know, my my generation of kids or or of young men, um, they don't play soccer hundred percent like I do. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I wasn't one of those that fell into the the partying, the hard drinking, the smoking. Uh, I didn't get into any of that because none of, none of that really was around me. And so um, I I kind of chose my friends pretty well, I would say, uh, growing up. And so um, those same friends kept me on board to just commit myself to soccer. And, um, you know, it, it it kept me out of trouble and things like that. So that's the same thing I try to preach to the young kids, you know, young girls who want to be goalkeepers, you know, or they want to play soccer or young boys that, you know, want to be like me. But one thing I always tell them is, I know you mentioned you want to be like me, but I want you to be better. I want you to be way better than I am, you know, at, at my age right now. You look up to me as, as a as a form of motivation and, and you know, um, to use to go in and get to, I w- they, they would think my level, but I want you to go past that. I want you to go go play professionally. I want you to, you know, make your mom and dad feel like they don't need to work because you have the income when you become a pro to pay for, you know, whatever expenses they may have, things like that. Because that's something that we, like me, myself, I personally cannot provide anymore at my age and at my family situation. I, I won't be able to do that because I yep. can't commit a hundred percent to doing that. But if yep. these kids at a young age, when they have no bills and they have no you know jobs that they need to work, no nine to fives, if they can just solely focus on school and, you know, uh, putting a hundred percent commitment into their, their, their abilities uh, on the field, you know, who knows they, that, that one kid that I talked to might become a pro and, might come back to me and say, "Hey, you know, you were right," and that's that's all I really need is just to 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 give out positive energy because if you give out positive energy, positive energy comes back. So,
0: Lele, Kyle mentioned the importance of gender equity and uh, how he was talking about uh, you know Karen Fa's uh, in, entire entire way of, of of running how the how they do things. Um, what what's your experience been like with that and and uh, kind of also working in the role model aspect um what does that mean to you to know that the you know the younger generation of girls growing up in those communities are going to kind of see that firsthand
3: um so I guess individually in the realm of soccer I I wouldn't say that like I'm like a role model in that aspect I think outside of soccer I you know I could possibly be a role model because mm. i i don't know right of any i don't really know of like any i don't have um a younger woman coming up to me to ask for my autographs um <laughs> but
0: not um, yet not yet <laughs> lele not yet
3: um but um i think the Korean women's national team has a very like a, a group of young young women who uh, you know uh, um are very good role models and um even they like inspire me and you know um Mm. i am like occupied with like school right now and i have been like i went back to like my high school senior high school and i've watched the games and they've inspired me um and like there's some really talented players and um that's like a great inspiration and then over the summer we had like a group of young like younger girls who started to play and um I know that they look up to the the women's national team and um I think that's needed um Mm -hmm. and um I guess I guess like as a whole unit um we're doing very great inspiring a lot of young women um, and and yeah,
0: that's. That's fantastic. I mean, I have, I have, a uh, I have two daughters. And so, you know, I always want to make sure that that they grow up, you know, being able to know that they they can do anything, they can be anything, you know, they understand the way they should be treated and the way they should be talked about and, and things like that. So to see an organization, you know, doing it for your, you know, your entire community of people. um, It's, 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 you know, something that I think can be adopted in, in every community and should be, you know, obviously a philosophy that should be adopted in every community and, and kind of focused on the way you guys are, are are focusing on that gender equity. So I definitely applaud, applaud you, Kyle. And I applaud everyone who's, who's sort of taken that philosophy and 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 ran with it because it's, it's it's definitely necessary.
1: Thank you. And, and, you know, I, I just wanted to jump in. Um, I, Laylay might not be giving herself enough credit. She, she has a number of people that, that look up to her and, you know, one, One instance that I will always remember is when we had our women's national team camp in in San Diego, Um, we made it a point of connecting with the youth in San Diego and, and running a soccer clinic there for them. And so there was probably maybe eight to 10 girls there that came to the clinic and they were fantastic. And they really, they really looked up to the women of the national team. And I remember um after we did the clinic and had lunch with them they uh you know obviously went and followed a bunch of players on on social media and then a day or two later said hey we're going to start our own team so here's this group of you know eight to ten year old girls in San Diego that want to start their own team and and keep practicing and playing and it was because of the women's national team that was there and and you know how they touched their lives at that one moment. I mean, literally it was about an hour of, of training, but it was a lot of fun. And again, it, the, the whole role model thing is, is such a big part of, of what we're trying to do And you know, to, to speak to Napoleon's point about positivity um, that is a thread that runs through and through KFA is just clearly a, a very positive, positive attitude.
0: So obviously we're based here in Minnesota, but you're talking about running camps in California. How many areas is Karen FA sort of, uh, affecting right now? And, and how many areas are you guys kind of, uh, you know, going to, and, and having these clinics and sort of making an impact in? So, you know,
1: obviously COVID really put a halt on things. Um, Mm -hmm. we, at, at the beginning of 2020, uh, we had our women's national team camp in San Diego and then our men's national team camp in Atlanta. And, you know, both very, very successful. Um, and then we had other camps planned for the summer and then COVID hit. And so that was difficult uh, from an organizational standpoint on the, on the soccer side of things. Uh, we've been fortunate enough to be able to travel around really the Midwest and parts of the East Coast to go to community tournaments and scout players and connect with other players and teams. Um, mm-hmm. As Lele had mentioned, though, you know, the current community is really all, all over the world. Yep. And, and being that these are the national teams, um, at some point, hopefully in the near future, we're going to be able to get out to places like Australia, in and Thailand, in and Burma, in and, and Europe, you know, all over where where there are populations, I mean that's that's the ultimate goal because yeah. this organization, these two teams represent the Karen community, and to do that, we have to be able to, to connect with the whole community. I mean it's it clearly it's <laughs> it's a challenge to get even around the United States. Uh, we we live in a very big 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 country, um, but it it is definitely our goal um, to connect with the community around the world and find ways to find talent and give opportunity to athletes all
0: around the world. You talked a little bit earlier about kind of sort of being surprised that, that you're uh, approved by Kanifa to have that sort of uh, national team status. How difficult was it to get all those necessary approvals and everything together to, to, to make this happen? I have to assume starting a national team in the U.S., located in the U.S., but not the U.S., isn't exactly easy. Um, it
1: was... I am gonna say it was probably easier than I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we I went through the application process and we were I had one, maybe two interviews and uh, were were given the thumbs up. Um, I think that really Kineva has done a good job in terms of wanting to give representation. Um, to people that don't have that representation, right? And, and, mm-hmm. and that, that's a big part of their mission. And so if there's an organization uh, that, that's ready to do it and, and, and take it on, um, they're, they're looking to support them. And I've, it, it's been really incredible because we've been able to meet some amazing, amazing people in different organizations around the world um it's been you know the the past two years the the amount of people that we've been able to connect with through the football community around the world has been great and you know looking forward to the future um there's really some big plans in place uh obviously again COVID has has put a hold on some of that stuff but Mm. we're looking at taking our teams worldwide and it's Clearly from a footballing standpoint, we want to be competitive and and, and show the quality of of the players that that are in the current community. But more importantly to me is the fact that, you know, when, when I talk to our national team players and ask them, you know, what does it mean to you to be on the national team? And there's two reasons that are always given as the top two reasons, you know, and the first is the athletes want to be able to tell the story of their community, the story of their people to the world because of the atrocities that have happened in mm-hmm. the past and that continue to happen to this day. And then their second reason is that they want to inspire the younger generations and, and, and show them that there are opportunities that this, you know, this generation may not have had and, and mm-hmm. give them those opportunities. I mean, always, those are the number one and two answers When, when I talk to the players, so for us to be able to go to, you know, hopefully Barcelona right now, there's, there's talks about us going to Barcelona to play a tournament in 2022 for both the women and the men. Oh, wow. And for them to be able to go to that tournament and connect with other teams, but also to be able to tell their story on that platform would be so big. And, and really for me, that's what it's all about, right? That's, that's really was what it's all
0: about to me. So transitioning now, I mean, we talked a little bit about about the players and the teams, but we talk about it sort of in in a future tense, right? With the men's and women's national teams talking about goals for the future and things like that. Um, But you guys have a futsal academy that has competed nationally and did so back in February of last year, right before COVID hit. Um, How has that aspect of KFA progressed in comparison to your initial expectations? And do you anticipate the futsal Academy maybe to work as a developmental pipeline to the senior national squads at some point?
1: So really the futsal Academy has, has been incredible. Um, I, how can I say this? Um, It's, you know, the focus of the futsal academy has basically been been wanting to give the players spaces in pl- basically spaces to play, right? This in 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 how we do our futsal academy is we do a lot of of what they currently do in the community right now is play pickup. And they have tremendous skills through what they have been doing. So we're not trying to rework anything Mm -hmm. necessarily from um, a developmental standpoint. We're just trying to, again, provide space, but then provide a structure that takes what they're already doing and then giving them the positive environment to keep doing it, right? And, And so the players that, Went to the national tournament in Kansas City. Um, were all hugely skilled players and, and came into our teams very, very skilled. And it was it was amazing to see. But I was, you know, I don't want to say that I was surprised either because I know the talent that's in the community, mm-hmm. and it's it, it really is a talent that not many people know about, but it's not just the current community, right? I mean, you can look in the monk community. You can look in the Somali community. You can look in, you know, other East African communities, the Latino community. There are so many amazing athletes in these communities that nobody knows about because again, they're not in the quote unquote system. Right. Yeah. So what was super rewarding for me and like my, my favorite moment at that tournament was when the athletes were walking around in between games and carrying the current flag, right? We mm-hmm. that it was. Uh, we were surrounded by all these other futsal clubs or soccer clubs that were down there. We were so different because we were representing the community. And that really was something special to see. And the athletes embraced it and, 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 and really loved that moment. So... Um, futsal, I've, I've done futsal for the last eight to 10 years. Um, I've, I've ran a bunch of pickup stuff, uh, or during that time and, um, have seen really the developmental side of a lot of athletes grow, uh, with the game of futsal. So I, I love the game of futsal. Um, I, it's, that is going to be something that will allow us to reach to the younger ages, right. And, and mm-hmm. will be a goal for us in the future. Um, is hopefully to provide more clinics and opportunities for uh, girls and boys who are five, six, seven years old, and get them on a futsal court and, and just enjoy the love of the game. Um, but to your point, I do see this as a developmental pipeline uh, for the national team. You know, futsal gives these athletes the opportunity to touch the ball a lot. Yep. Right. Absolutely. So many touches. And, and I'm a huge believer in that. But what, what futsal also does that I think gets left out is that, well, in the right environments, futsal allows players to be hugely creative, right? And, 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 and work on their individual skills. And so I think that's, you know, again, part of the environment that I love and that I wanna really help build and encourage young athletes um, to build those skills, to be creative to fail. I mean, so much of, of what I do as a coach is I I look at failure as a real positive and, and, and try to incorporate that aspect of things within how I coach the game. Um, because that's the only way that you can learn, right? You have to do it and fail at it. And then you'll learn not to do it or to do it in a different way. And so I think the futsal academy gives us that space Um, to promote a lot of those things to to help develop players. But again, it's, it's taking what the community is, uh, is already doing right now. Right. And and, and I think that that is such an important thing, because there's already so much quality in what they're doing already. I I, I don't feel like we should have to change anything um, that they're already doing.
0: Napoleon and Lele, I want to I direct this question to you, two. Uh First of all, where are you guys uh, located and, and based out of? Are you guys here in Minnesota, or are you guys kind of scattered a little bit?
2: Uh, I'm currently living in Lincoln, Nebraska, but okay. uh, I just moved here this past fall. Okay. So before that, ever since September 29 of 2000, I've been living in St. Paul, Minnesota, until this past fall. Got it.
0: Lele?
3: Um, I've been, yeah, I am based in St. Paul, Minneapolis. I go to school in Minneapolis. Okay. Yeah.
0: Got it. And so in terms of, we talk, we've talked a lot about community here. Um, has Karen FA sort of opened you guys up to, to new friendships, finding, finding new members of the community to connect with? Uh, like like Kyle said, this is sort of like a, a nationwide, you know, potentially worldwide um, sort of program here. So, I mean, have you guys kind of met new members of your community through this? And, and how has that sort of, how have you guys sort of like broadened your your spectrum of how, how big and how vast the Karen community is?
2: um yeah so at the Benz national camp in georgia um i made a commitment to myself to not talk to anyone um that was from the east coast because we kind of have a rivalry okay uh, i broke okay. that commitment on the first night and i was like man these guys are so cool they're so awesome <laughs> and i was like by, by the end of the first practice session, I'm like, man, these guys are my brothers, you know, like yep. they, 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 they share the same ideas. Um, you know, they, they're all there for the same goal and same reason as me. And how can you not dislike that? Cause if you dislike that, then you're disliking yourself, you know? And so, um, you know, like I said, I broke that commitment right away, which is a good thing that to happen to me because, you know, it, it opened up new, new pathways for me to create friendships and, um, you know, this past summer, I even played with the rival teams, uh, to help them out at these local tournaments. And so, um, you know, the, 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 the camps, uh, the camp opened up a lot of, uh, friendship doors, um, that, that I was able to walk through and, and those guys are still my friends till now. So.
0: And Lele, what have you experienced in terms of just kind of the, the overall, uh, community on the women's side?
3: um so similarly to napoleon um the women's national team camp in san diego allowed me to like establish new like friendships and connections as well from um like with girls from all over the country and um i like coming into the camp i thought there was gonna be like clicks and stuff right
0: Mm -hmm.
3: um because we we have competed against these um these other girls Um, from other states and um, but that kind of all like went away and we kind of established this sort of like family um, within the women's national team and there's like a lot of support um, for each other Um, and that's yeah I made a lot of connects and even during like um, what is it even during quarantine in March April Um, we did this like we weren't able to play we weren't able to meet up um, but we made this like video challenge online and that kind of like like it like I guess Australia saw the video and they made a similar video as well and Mm -hmm. so there's yeah there's connects there as well.
0: Kyle you mentioned kind of you know talking very very rightly so uh, about the the players that are sort of left out of the system because of of their background the community and the financial aspect when when you when you hear about sort of the this community growing and these friendships being made it almost kind of sounds like it has this sort of like screw it we're starting our own system and we're going to grow this system sort of sort of feel to it um how have you seen the sort of this community grow and this quote unquote system grow um, you know that that allows pretty much everyone in, in this community to sort of have that equal opportunity.
1: You know, um, like I said from from the beginning, this the the community is incredible. Like the, all of the people in the community are absolutely incredible, um, and so I'm not surprised um, that they were able to develop these bonds. Um, but with that being said, right, that's been a big big uh, mission from an organizational standpoint is that we develop a sense of family um, within each of the teams and together, you know, both on the men's and women's side uh, together. And I, I'm a really big believer in uh, when you, when you do that, especially from a sports standpoint, but you can even say from a a company standpoint and organizational standpoint, um, that culture is is really everything right Mm -hmm. and in developing that positive culture that supports each other um is everything and and especially when you're down or when you lose and you know that you've you've you have the right people in place when they're supporting each other um so I I think you know it's funny that this has come up because I, I was telling somebody earlier today when we were I was out on a KFA digital thing earlier today and um, there was a young woman that I was with who's going to be uh, a graphic designer in KFA digital. And we were just talking about the organization and stuff and talking about, you know, future employees down the road. And, and I was telling her that, you know, r- really the, the most important thing to me is, is character. Um, mm-hmm. If you're going to be a jerk, you, this isn't the right organization to be a part of. Um, And it's one it's because I I think organizations that are are led that way are are much more successful. Absolutely. But also, you know, this is, this is a different scenario because the athletes represent their community. This organization represents the current community. And so, you know, All it takes is, especially in this day and age, is for some athlete to go say or do something completely stupid on social media, right, and for that to spread like wildfire, and for somebody who's never been introduced to the current community to come across that post or saying or video or whatever, and that be their first impression of the current community, you know, it's not accurate but that's going to be their first impression in, in this day and age of social media. That's like, people don't dig deep a lot, right? It's, it's the face value yeah. stuff that, that they're taking. Yep. And so again, that's why it's really important for me um, that we do this the right way, that we, we represent the community the right way um, so that the world knows how great the people are.
0: I was going to direct this next question to Kyle, but I think it might be better going to Napoleon and, and Lele. Um, obviously, the pandemic has kind of provided some hurdles in sustaining culture, both in workplaces, teams, organizations, things like that. Um, how have you guys seen Karen F.A. sort of sustain that culture that, that Kyle was talking about, even without the ability for you guys to go to these camps and, and you know get, get together uh, in person?
2: we, we still see each other at the tournaments in the summer. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the, the very few tournaments that we've had this year because of COVID. Um, and so, you know, um, we were able to stay in touch that way also on social media. Um, you know, the, the, the pandemic has caused us to travel less Mm -hmm. and, you know, do less of what we love to do, which is to play. But in that aspect of it, um, you know, we're, we're still able to see each other, um, we we haven't discussed KFA because you know we we haven't done anything KFA related yet after the camps. But obviously, that's always on the back of our head. Is just you know we're, it's going to happen again. It was we all knew that it was going to happen if the you know the COVID pandemic didn't happen. But you know when we run when we run across each other, we just say hello. You know how are you guys doing? Staying safe? You know, etc. So
3: for I think social media is a big thing. Especially the KFA Instagram's um, page, it's a it's a great way to connect, um, you know, everyone because everyone's so like separated and we can't we really visit our friends or play together. Um, but like all these like soccer video challenges and you know yeah. submitting all these challenges is a way to you know maintain that um, that culture and. Um, that current culture and the soccer culture um, because I think those are inspirations because like, it's easy to, it's easy to like get off track and um, lose focus. I or, or I guess like everyone's so like preoccupied with other stuff. Um, yeah. This, inst- I guess this Instagram page and just submitting videos of these soccer challenges is a way to like um, connect. And when you see like your friends, Uh, submitting a video or you see your friends you know on the cafe page it's kind of like okay like I want to do that too I want to like I want to submit a video as well and so I think Instagram um, Facebook is a great way to showcase the talent in the current community
0: Absolutely. I mean, the Instagram page, I, I I mean, it's one of the first that pops up on my feed pretty much every day because I'm always, I'm always hoping I'm always on it, right? If I don't see it on my feed, I'm always looking it up because you're, you, you guys have a, a great Instagram presence. And like you said, the the soccer challenges and just kind of the way that, that the players and everyone are integrated uh, into that social media and seeing each other um, you know, that, that's, that's, been, that's been excellent. So uh, kudos to, I don't know if that's you, Kyle, or somebody else, but to kudos to whoever runs the uh, Instagram page, because that's, uh, that's, that's quite the presence you guys have there. And it's always fun to see what you guys are posting every day. Thank you. Thank you. I guess now transitioning into kind of the future, heading into 2021, um, you guys recently introduced, you had mentioned this a little bit, a new non-soccer related program called KFA Digital. Uh, Kyle, tell us a little bit about that. So my background is in marketing
1: and design. I've, I've been in that field for the past 20 years or so. And so um, as I'm looking forward and, and navigating the challenges of um, operating a nonprofit and looking forward to, you know, the possibilities that our athletes have. So we'll take Barcelona in twenty two. 2022 uh as an example right if if there's going to be a women's and a men's tournament in Barcelona in the summer of 2022 uh we're looking at um having to get 50 athletes and coaches to Spain uh yeah. housed fed the whole bit and for me it, it, it goes a bit beyond that. Um, I, I would like to take it as an opportunity uh, to see Europe a little bit because I, I know that many of the athletes haven't had that opportunity. And mm. so if we're gonna be over there, um, I want to help provide that experience as well. But as I look at, you know, trying to finance um, these tournaments around the world, uh, we really had to come up with a creative solution. Um, and so I'm an entrepreneur at heart and like to think creatively. Um, and so really dug into my past a bit and, and, and thought about how could we do sponsorships in a different way? How could we you know, provide value to the sponsors Instead of just going to a sponsor, you know, um, for an annual gala or an annual event and say, hey, you know, here's our organization, here's our mission, would you like to sponsor us? And then not have any contact with them for a year and then go back the next year and ask for money again. Right. I, I, I don't personally feel great about that. I would rather... Um, develop long-term relationships with people and companies and organizations that believe in our mission and and how can we provide value to them? And so I I saw an opportunity um, to create KFA Digital, to provide value to sponsors and other companies and organizations, um, as well as inspire and encourage Um, young adults who want to get into the business world who want to get into the creative world um, who want to maybe dabble in entrepreneurship a little bit right and and really work with them and mentor them and give them a space where they can be supported and and learn these skills and you know all having Again, the same mission as the the soccer port of the portion of the organization, right? It's all about providing young women and men from refugee communities of color into now the business world where there's lacking representation, and so immediately we can create this digital agency um, within our organization, but by connecting to larger organizations, right? Um, let's say, hypothetically, uh, a Best Buy came on board and loved our mission and loved what we were doing. And so, um, you know, worked with us on a a project. And then we connected them, like we had a graphic designer or videographer working directly with them on a project. Mm -hmm. And they said, hey, you know, we would love to have you part of the Best Buy family. I would be all for that, right? That would be That would be great because it's diversifying the workforce and it's opening doors for young adults. Sure, we would be sad to see them leave our agency, but you know, there's again the point in so much of this is helping to develop young adults and their careers and their livelihoods and their lives moving forward. And so I I see a a really unique opportunity and I, I see a really great opportunity. Um, to again inspire young adults and really diversify the workforce right now.
0: Now, is this bringing in a whole new set of individuals of Korean descent into the sort of the KFA umbrella, or has there is there any overlap? Are there people uh, on, on the soccer side that have now become interested in maybe joining the KFA digital side?
1: Yes, and yes, um, yeah. yeah. There, there, there are definitely. Um, some artists and designers and and, uh, people who are interested in entrepreneurship that have have reached out uh, that that, want to be a part of KFA Digital. Now with that being said, uh, the young woman that I I referred to earlier, she's on the women's national team and she's in graphic design school and we've done uh, some work together already and I I see her playing a a really big role in KFA Digital moving forward. Um, So, it, it really goes on, on both sides.
0: Very, very cool. Very, very cool. So moving back now to the soccer side, looking ahead in 2021, um, you know, fingers crossed that we sort of get on the other side of this pandemic. Uh, what, are, what are Karen FA's plans for 2021 at this point? So right now, ideally,
1: um, you know, we, we would like to have at least a couple of more national team camps for both the women and the men. Uh, right now, we have slated for late June of 2021 to have a four-team tournament in Los Angeles. And wow. so we're, we're super excited about that. Um, when the men played their first match in Atlanta, uh, we got a huge response. Um, I think I was more nervous than, than some of the guys were. Uh, yeah. Napoleon can speak to that, uh, but I, I, I was pretty nervous because you know the the Facebook page and the athletes were getting messages from all over the world. You know they were getting people saying, "Hey, you know, here from Australia, Australia, we're supporting you guys." Here from Thailand, we're supporting you guys, and we had over ten thousand views on the Facebook live stream of the game. And to me, that was. That was super moving to me that we had that much support for the, the very first game and I I you know I only see that growing moving forward but that that's the tournament will be an exciting thing for the women's side um, I'm I'm still looking at trying to schedule some matches for the women you know it's very important to me that uh, as as the mission uh, of gender equity that we do have that, you know, the men get what the women get and the women get that what the men get, right? So mm-hmm. I, I want to be very conscious that nothing is tilted heavier on one side of the scale um, and that all of the ap- athletes, both women and men, um, get the same
0: opportunities. Um, Napoleon, just, you had already mentioned that you sort of see Corinne F.A. as, uh, as an outlet, right? Um, you know, you, you have your job, you have your family, but Corinne F.A. gives you that, that ability to, um, have that soccer outlet, you know, being passionate about soccer, um, looking at sort of your future. Uh, with current FA what what do you want to continue to get out of current FA moving forward do you want to just continue to have it be that outlet do you see yourself you know ever you know becoming maybe a coach or putting having a different role with current FA um, as you move forward there sort of what what is your what are your future goals well I guess both on and off the soccer field
2: um, <clears throat> well on the field I I don't want to be too arrogant but I I always tell my competitive peers that play the same position as me that I will stop playing once they dethrone me from (laughs) the title of being the best. And so I have yet to see it. There's some people that are really close, you know. And so, you know, I and like I said, I don't want to be arrogant. It's just more of a competitive side of me where I I want to see you do better. You know, I want to see you do better than me. That way that I know, hey, maybe I can push myself more. To, yeah. to to get back to it uh, and if i can't then that's how i know okay maybe i should hang up my boots and so uh, until that happens like i said i'm gonna keep going um i i have a lot of people that look up to me kids even people my age you know that that play the same position they they look up they want to be uh holding the trophies you know as much as i have i, I mean i have I don't know. My, my wife gets so mad that I have so many medals in my closet. And, <laughs> uh, and so she, she is, you know, it's, it's, it's something, it's something of a competitive nature for me. So in terms of KFA, I want these kids to the current kids to go ahead and, you know, know that, Hey, I'm here. You can be here too. Or you can be, you can be higher. You know, mm-hmm. you, 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 you can reach back to your community and say, look where I'm at, you know, you can be here or you can be, you know, you can do better and be farther. But uh, for now, you know, at, like I said at this point in time what I just want to do is inspire I I don't want I don't want these kids to you know take um, these positions or these opportunities for granted Um, you know from futsal all the way to the national team for men and women um, they they need to know that there was a lot of time and effort put in behind the scenes Mm -hmm. Um, and you know all they have to do is play you know pretty much just show up play and do what they love to do you know Kyle and everybody else does whatever they can to to make sure that we don't have to worry about anything behind, behind the scenes. And so, um, you know, the opportunities there for, for these, for the next generation, I just want them to go out and take it, you know? And like I always said, um, uh, respect and, you know, your name to be put out there is not given to you. You have to go take it. And once you take it and then, you know, they, they see it, then that's when you know that, Hey, there's somebody that's looking up to this person. That's that's the highest level of respect I can get on this in this sport. So
0: my throne's between these posts, and I'm not leaving until somebody knocks me off of it. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a, a, awesome.
2: That's a, my my throne is in between this post, and I'm not leaving until somebody wants me to get out and somebody else to put in there.
0: That's there it. you go. <laughs> I love it, uh, Lele. Uh, you know, being being only twenty two, uh, you know, you kind of got you got a future ahead of you there. Do you do you see that future being? You know, continuing to be on the soccer field with with KFA for a long time. Do you have you know goals off the field? Sort of, what does your future look like?
3: So um, I'm in my last semester of uh, undergrad, and um, you know, graduation is on the horizon, and mm-hmm. um, I have like I have to make uh, a lot of big decisions. Um, that's like coming up and um i definitely do see myself um being an athlete for the current woman national team um Mm -hmm. but also like you know being involved with um like i'm a i'm a board member on kfe right now and um i want to like sort of like i don't know expand um my role be, be more involved um and Um, I get, get others involved because um, right now there's only four of us. And, um, and so I, I do see myself, you know, playing for the team and continuing with like other, um, you know, like PR work and um, whatever I can help with because cafe is an org that's, dear to my heart and I enjoying the work, um, that comes with it.
0: Kyle, when, uh, you look at the next few years of KFA, you know, you know, what, what do you see, uh, both as, as you expand sort of like the off-field aspect of it, but also, uh, you know, as these men's and women's national teams, you know, become more seasoned, you know, you know, what, what, what do you see in KFA's future? So
1: I, I, I just want to touch on, on
0: the point that both Napoleon and, and Lele were talking
1: about, you know, as as we move this organization forward, I look forward to um, getting people like Napoleon and Lele much more involved with the organization, um, hopefully being able to put them in, you know, real leadership positions, um, making decisions for the organization and and, you know, for representing the community. Um, as I've said, just really throughout the conversation that this is the community's team and organization. And I, I want uh, people from the community to really be taking the lead on this, right? Because it, this, is, this is for them and, and for future generations of, of the community. So as, as we look forward as an organization and in what we do, Um, So much of what we do is, is built around that. And so from a a footballing standpoint, uh, the goal is to have more national team camps, um, more tournament playing opportunities, um, developing a a, a really solid uh, aspect for youth, um, not just in Minnesota, but around the country and, and hopefully eventually around the world. And, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you, this is probably uh, a 10 year vision out. Um, mm-hmm. To me, it would be very important. This is a, a goal that I have and, and I'm sure that, that others would be very supportive of, but to me, it would be important to establish a real branch of KFA um, in the Thailand Burma area where we can uh, potentially develop some type of a uh, academic footballing academy for the, the kids in that area because again that's I mean it's it's where it all started it, it's where it all is now and and we're fortunate enough right now to be able to you know start an organization like this but, it's about the community it's about giving back it's about helping and yeah i mean that's that's a very lofty goal and and that's why i'm saying that it's you know more like a 10 to 15 year plan but i i think that would be the perfect scenario in the end to have an establishment in that part of the world that focuses on football academics business, entrepreneurship, stuff that we're doing now, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And in giving the next generation opportunities to be successful.
0: I have to tell you, I I very much look forward, both in the short and long term, to see um, how KFA's footprint and impact sort of progresses and continues to grow uh, both in the Karen communities here, domestically, obviously, but also internationally as well. Um, Kyle Johnson, executive director, founder, you're doing excellent work, man. Thank you so much. Napoleon and Lele both with the Karen men's and women's national teams uh, respectively. Can't thank you guys enough either for for taking the time to join me on 10,000 pitches this week. Uh, thank you all for your time. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, for thank having you so us. much for having us. Thank you. And if you want to support Karen F.A. in their efforts, just go to Karenfa.com, Follow them on Instagram at Karen Football Association or follow them on Twitter at Karen underscore F.A. Um, if you do check out their website, you can buy some merch to support them or uh, actually just make a straight up donation. So, again, Karen dot com for all that. Thank you so much for listening to 10,000 Pitches this week and we'll catch you next Friday.